0: Welcome to Shortcuts to Mastery. I'm your host, Maria Henning, and in my universe, life is for growth, and time is for bending. So hop in, my friend, buckle up, and let's get into it. Hello. (laughs) I'm back it's nice to connect again. It's nice to chat again. It's been a while since we have recorded a podcast episode and I was, I promised you three sequences and so three sequences you shall have. Um, I just got back from, or not just got back, but yesterday I went to my first vocal therapy session and was instructed by my speech pathologist or vocal therapist. I don't know what her title is, um, to do some cup bubble warm-ups for my voice before being a professional voice user as I am. So uh, I hope you enjoy my little cup bubble exercise and yeah, I'm excited. I, it's funny. I, you know, we're here, we're going to talk about the pearl sequence and I just laugh at my... 3420 MG self who was like sat down to record the first two podcast episodes for the sequences. And then I was like, yep. And I'm done now. <laughs> I don't know what it was, a, what was going on on that day, but I was just like, yeah, I'm dead I'm going to do the Pearl sequence another day. And then that day came a month later, almost a month later. So anyway, happy to be back and chatting about all of the sequences and finishing off this little mini series. I will be doing a whole other podcast episode to update you on what has happened in the last month, which has been a lot. It is now Thursday, November 9th. And the last time that we chatted was, or last, at least the last episode was released October 11th. So it's been a good and interesting month, eclipse season, travel, all of that. And I actually, speaking of today and interesting things that are going to happen in a month. In exactly one month from now, I will be leaving Boston. So I will be moving, which will be very interesting. But you didn't come here for that. You came to listen to the Pearl Sequence episode of this little mini series, and that's what you're going to get. So let's chat about it. If you haven't heard the first two episodes in this little mini series, episodes eight and nine, in those episodes, in episode eight, I tell you about what is exactly the Gene Keys golden path. And then we get into the first sequence of that path, which is called the activation sequence. And then in episode nine, we get into the Venus sequence, which is the next sequence of that path. And the activation sequence has to do with discovering your personal power, discovering your personal gifts, and kind of overcoming your own personal challenges. Um, and, you know, it's described as these, as these four prime gifts. And then we have The Venus sequence and the Venus sequence is the next sequence in that path which says okay great now you know who you are on your own not really just who you are but we can just simplify it in that way it's more about you've unlocked these kind of like personal gifts and now can we put them to the test through relationships are you able to stand you know in your course ability in the core of who you are and how you do everything and who you be in the world even when it comes to relationships. And that's a really interesting sequence. There's a lot that we get into with healing, uh, you know, wounding patterns of thinking and emotional reactions and things like that. And then we get into like the deepest kind of core wound aspect. And then after all of that, after we've worked through some of that, you know, because it's not something that we just do once, we kind of continuously go back and review these, these sequences, contemplating them, doing maybe some deeper work on them in more pointed ways if we need to. Then after that work, we get into today's sequence. And this is the sequence that everyone typically has an interest in right away because it's about, I would say it's like the order of interest in the sequences or like the pearl sequence, which is one that we're going to get to today because it's kind of simplified to like money and then people want to know about the activation sequence. Cause it's like, Oh, it's about me now. And then finally people get into the Venus sequence. I feel like the Venus sequence people mostly don't want to hear about too, too much. Um, but I find it to be really fascinating. Um, but yeah, the Pearl sequence is the one that people get really excited about because I think it's just because most people that are interested in human design and like number one, I think a lot of people that are interested in human design tend to be professionals in the human design space, which is really interesting. I find that to be an interesting kind of, you know, pattern. And so then if you're a professional in it, then you're tend to be a business owner or an entrepreneur in it. And then you want to know more about that. And not just human design, obviously. I mean, this is, we're talking about the gene keys here, not even human design, but when it comes to people that discover the gene keys, they typically tend to human design or astrology folks. And they, yeah, just want to know, I mean, money sells, right? Like people want to know how to make more money. And so people get really interested in the pearl sequence, but it's really fascinating. It's really, really cool. Um, and essentially the pearl sequence now says, let's get into what it actually is. The pearl sequence kind of looks at the work that you've done with the activation sequence and the Venus sequence. And it says, great, you know who you are Again, or maybe you know what your purpose is in terms of how you be in the world. You know how to relate, you know what our the ways that you attract the right relationships in your life and some of the challenges that you face. And you've looked at your deepest core wound. And now out of the transformation of that core wound, you have this beautiful gift. And that gift is your biggest talent. And now you're going to share it with the rest of the world. And the pearl sequence is going to, it goes over these four different spheres covering what your talent is, which is the sphere of vocation, how you attract the right people into your career and spiritual business world, which is the culture sphere, uh, the message that you're here to give, which is the sphere of brand, which is the same sphere as your life's work. So we're back at the conscious sun. And then the pearl really tells you about your relationship with money. That's a kind of a simplistic overview. I mean, it's not, it's not like dumbed down by any means. It's just like, I'm just distilling it to some of the uh, main, main points, but it's, it's really fascinating. There's a lot to be said there and I love it. So let's talk about this last step to self-illumination, which is releasing prosperity through the simplicity of living and creating from your core, giving your gifts in service of the whole and receiving in turn. So now you know who you are, you know how to relate. So now you can uncover your unique talents and serve the collective and truly, truly thrive. Fascinating sequence. Let's get into it. So we talked a little bit about the four spheres. So there's four, vocation. they're called vocation, culture, brand, and pearl. There are three pathways and some of the things that we'll look at in this is like soul career, prosperity, service, magnetism, your message, some of the things that I mentioned. And uh, if you want to have a visual of this, just take a look at the Instagram post that is linked in the show notes. It'll walk you through exactly what I am walking you through. And so we start with the sphere of vocation. And this is the exact same sphere that we just ended with in the Venus sequence, a sphere of core. Um, and so, (laughs) sorry, I'm laughing because I just got this. I have to share this, but this is perfect timing because we're going to get into, um, uh, This like second section, so it's a good time to interrupt myself. I got a scam message a few minutes before starting this podcast, which is I found you among my work contacts. Are you Scott? Question mark. I forgot, and I and I know that that's typically a scam. It might not be for this person, but typically it's a scam, and they, I don't know, they try to get you to start a conversation, whatever. I don't even know. And typically I just block it and ignore or whatever. But today I was feeling unhinged, so I replied, "Yo, yeah, this is Scott. What's up, home dog?" And this person just responded, oh, sorry, I saved the wrong number. I hope I didn't disturb your beautiful day. (laughs) So what should we respond? Um, I'm going to say, no, man, what do you mean? I'm Scott. I miss you, man. Let's hang out. Uh, I hope I'm like terrorizing a person who is a scammer. And if not, I hope I'm at least entertaining. If they're not a scammer, I hope I'm entertaining them today. And that'll probably be the last time I respond. This is typically, I typically just ignore and block these people and whatever. Okay, back to the sphere of vocation. So this is the same sphere of core. It's the unconscious Mars placement. We just looked at it in the Venus sequence. It was looking at our core wound. It was looking at the most challenging, you know, Thing that we face the most kind of mortifying, deepest, darkest shadow, and um, you know, some, something that I have just observed over my years doing this is that for pretty much everyone that I read for with these charts, that shadow wound, that that core wound not only tends to be some kind of like underlying frequency of pain throughout all painful moments in their life, but sometimes they have really intense, like shocking moments of those experiences too. I know that I certainly had that. Um, And I look at my life now and I see, you know, a lot of um, moments where that shadow for me interference in 44 like shows up. But then I look at like big moments that were like deeply painful, life-changing moments. I mean, I talk all about that in my first episode about my story where that shadow was there. So anyway, just a quick um, quick riff on that. But the cool part about what the Gene Keys then teaches us is that that wound and the transformation of it is actually the imprint of this highly specific type of genius that becomes this core talent and this gift for us to give to the world. Because here's the thing, here's what I already kind of knew, but now really see um, in the sphere of vocation, which is this idea of like, the thing you struggle the most with is the thing you care the most about. It's like, if you didn't care about it, you wouldn't be struggling with it. Like the thing that you have struggled the most with in your life, like, again, I'll just speak for myself, just because today my own personal examples are coming up. But, um, you know, in other podcasts, episodes, or other times in my life, sometimes I'm really good at picking up other people's examples, but I'll just speak for myself today. Like my core wound is about relationships and it's about like the lack of trust in relationships and like that's something that I've always struggled with is like how, you know, always wanting relationships, always wanting really intimate relationships. We talked about in the Venus sequence, how my attraction is the gate of intimacy. Like I have the gate 59.6. I recently listened to this like long, uh, raw lecture and he started off with describing the 59.6 channel in a 3420 MG who has a 59.6. Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, unconsciously, which I do as well. And he's like, these people, you know, they're aura breakers and it's unconscious. They don't even know they're aura breakers. They're trying to, they break into people's auras in these early intimate ways, whether the people want them in their auras or not. And I'm like, oh my God, that's me. And then I have the right angle cross of penetration as my incarnation cross. And so it's like, I have this really penetrating ability. Like I'm always... I have so many parts of my chart that are designed for intimacy, you know, and for, and for relationships and for love, lying to evolution of relationships, like so many things about relationship for me specifically. And yeah, so it's like, it's always been a struggle for me to deal with, you know, interference, to deal with lack of trust in relationships, to deal with lack of trusting myself, to deal with things feeling like they're always getting interrupted or, or whatever. And like, there can't actually be closeness or teamwork or equality in a relationship. And the reason that I've always struggled with that is because I've always cared about it. I've always given a shit about relationships. It's like if I didn't care about having friendships and and intimate friendships and intimate relationships, romantic or not... I wouldn't be struggling with this. This isn't something that I would think about. It's not something that I would have invested tons of money on to like try to improve. It wouldn't be something that I like to read about. It wouldn't be something that I would talk about with my friends, you know, or with which from your like my my trusted confidants and like my my family or whatever. Like it's just it wouldn't be just like I don't care about Um, you know, I don't know, solving the problem of nuclear waste, because that's not my path. Like, I'm not thinking about nuclear waste ever in my life. And I'm not struggling with like nuclear waste in my life. (laughs) So, um, you know, I just wanted to share that because if you're if you find yourself having some sort of struggle, maybe you'll find some of the answers in your gene keys. But if you find something that you're continuously like struggling with, or I'm using the word struggle a lot. It's just what's coming up today, but something that you're continuously dealing with, investigating, wanting to shift, wanting to improve, whatever. It's like, that is a good pointer to like something that you really care deeply about. And, and like, for me, like I've I've even, like, done this in terms of, like, dealing with this shadow in, like, really victim you know, not cool ways, and that still, even though, you know, I was dealing with those struggles and victim-y whatever shitty ways, like, that still was a pointer, actually, to what I care about, so even if you... Like I would just kind of be curious about the things that you constantly complain about or the things that you cry yourself to sleep at night about or journal about or whatever. Like, What are those things? What are those challenges? Because there's always a gift within them. And if it's something that continuously comes up over and over and over again, it could be pointing to your core wound in the gene key system. And that's cool because... You can, now have, you can now use all these real life experiences to look at like, well, what did that teach me? Because that's actually leading to your biggest gift. And so that's actually the sphere of vocation. That's a transformation from the core wound or the sphere of core in the Venus sequence to the sphere of vocation in the Pearl sequence. This core wound then becomes this highly like specific imprinted nature. Your nature is your vocation. Like this big, this huge talent that you were given essentially to give to the world, but you only you can only get that you can only earn that talent through the struggle of dealing with the shadow. So, yeah, it's a cool, it's a really cool sphere. And you know, I teach now, like I'm, you know, my my vocation is the gift of teamwork. And I say often how boring I think that is of a word because there's so many other like beautiful words in the gene keys. And if I ever were to interview Richard Rudd, I would ask him what, why the word teamwork came up because I think that's just an interesting word. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I have this gift of teamwork and yes, it's about relationships and blah, blah, blah. And I don't necessarily, it's not like I teach about relationships. I'm not a relationship coach. Although I can constantly, am talking about relationships outside of my workplace, but within my workplace, like this energy of teamwork is what I, what I infuse into all of the things that I do. Like, I want you to be a team with your design. I want you to be a team with your intuition, with your authority. I want you to to create team energy, you know, in the rest of your life. And also I believe that teamwork is just like this energy of cheerleader. And I'm just this huge cheerleader for everyone in my life, including my clients and the people that I work with and you listening to this. Um, we can chat more about, 44 as a vocation. I didn't expect to get too much into this, but I've already spoken about it at length in another podcast episode and an interview I did on my friend Neha's podcast that I will link below if you want to hear me talk a lot more about it. Okay, but just overview, vocation, highly specific type of genius, your core talent, your gift to give to the world. It is imprinted by your unconscious Mars placement, the position of Mars, 88 degrees before you were born. And the line keynotes are really cool because they give us this role archetype that your genius is best expressed in. And the lines really do tell a story and they really do build up on each other. So the line one is the production line, the creative genius or the script writer. It's like the first person, person on the ground floor. Then we have a line two. So these are the marketing geniuses, the agents. These are the people that connect. Then we have line threes, which are actually me. I'm a, I'm a line three. These are the strategy geniuses, the producers. And so this is more about implementation. We have line four sales genius or the director more about again getting this out to the masses think of sa- think the word sales um, then we have line fives are management geniuses or the promoter archetype and then we have line sixes which are philanthropy or the investor archetype again think that bird's eye view perspective of the six so curious to hear what you are in the i don't know dm me dm me what your vocation is in your vocation line then we move through the pathway of initiative over into the sphere of culture and the pathway of initiative. It's cool that that word is the gift of Jinky 51. So if you want to see a little connection there, go read on that. That's my purpose. I speak about it at length as well. So you'll probably hear me talk about it in other places. And it's really about taking the initiative to put yourself out there and heal that core wound and give that vocation gift to the rest of the world. And that lands you squarely into the sphere of culture, which is imprinted by your unconscious Jupiter. And that sphere is this contemplation on the synchronistic process of attracting your fractal line. So think not just clients, but also your followers, your coaches, your peers, your collaborators, anyone that supports you directly or indirectly in your soul-based career. And I want to say something really quick about that. This is, the pearl sequence is business as a spiritual path. It's career as a spiritual path. And that's why we start with the sphere of vocation. That's that's why that sphere is about transforming your most, you know, shadowiest core wound into a gift because it, like the only way that you can have your business be a place of spiritual growth for you is if what the core essence of the work that you're doing is your heart and like your, your greatest, you know, like I I really, this is how I talk about the sphere of vocation. It's like, you kind of look, go deep inside your heart and you take out the nastiest thing ever inside of you. You heal that thing and you create something really beautiful new that you're proud of. And then you offer to the rest of the world and you're like, do you like it? (laughs) What do you think? it's this very vulnerable experience. And the example I always give is like someone who is like drop shipping mascara wands from Alibaba to Amazon is probably not experiencing having to deal with the shadow of their core wound, you know, in that moment and showing up. What I mean by that is like showing up vulnerably every day and creating something from their core wound. Like for me, like showing up to my business is the most natural thing in the world. Um, cause that's just like, just who I am. I'm just like business mogul. If you look at my whole chart, but there's still an element of vulnerability and showing up and, and being like, okay, I'm gonna show I'm gonna do this again. I'm gonna do this strategy thing. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do my vocation, I'm gonna share it. And and there's a lot of, you know, rawness with that. And that's why you can see your business as a place for spiritual growth too. But it comes from having started, like starting with the core essence of everything being that core wound, that vocation. So, okay now we're back at the sphere of culture. This is the, the magnet, the attractor. And it's a catalyst for the secret of material prosperity. Because if you are in the shadow of your culture, you're blocking your people, which means you're blocking money because money flows through people. And if you're in the gift of your culture, that means you're attracting your people, which means you're attracting money. So the sphere of culture is really one to sit with and connect with. And the line keynotes are a contemplation on the group size that we thrive in and the level of impact that we wish to create. And so, again, they all build up on each other. So we have line one being individual. These people strive to make an impact at the individual level. Line twos thrive in partnerships. Think one-to-one. Line threes thrive in units. So groups of partnerships. Line fours thrive in networks. That's me. So groups of units. So bigger. And now we're in the second trigram, the upper trigram. So we're thinking transpersonal, more about the collective. We have line fives, societies. So bigger, Uh, groups of networks and and bigger impact and then line six systems level so huge impact and so looking at the line of your culture is going to tell us about yeah the level of impact that you want to create and the size of the group that you work that your energy really comes alive in from there we move through the pathway of growth another breakthrough in terms of our capacity for growth of being ourselves growth of our impact growth of our wallet growth of our message all of that and we get to the sphere of brand which is back at the conscious sun and so and all the astrology of all of the spheres is really interesting and something that i get into in my course uh the master key which is which is already going now which is exciting um but yeah so the brand sphere it's a different look at the conscious sun it's a different look at the life's work sphere. And now we're looking at a contemplation on the extent to which you fully, simply, and truthfully project your inner essence out into the world. This is really about you being you and you being the fullest expression of your message, essentially. And what is your message? And the line keynotes are going to be the quality that you're here to express. And then the words in uh, parentheses are the method through which to do it. So for the six lines of brand, if you're a one, so think like a one, three or a one, four profile, the quality you're here to express is boldness. And the method through which you do that is through security, through creating security for yourself and for others. For line twos, like me, two fours and two fives, the quality you're here to express is passion. And you can hear, you know, my obsession with these systems and how excited I am about them. And that's very much line to passion energy and the method through which I'm here to do it is image. And again, all these words are just the tippityest tip, tip, tip of the iceberg. They're so much more. If you're hearing like image and you're like, what does that mean? That image is the method. We can't get into it in podcasts like this because that's what whole entire courses are for. Um, but there, there is meaning. These aren't just haphazard words that I'm just like tossing out. But yes, continuing on to threes, the quality they're here to express is humor. And the way in which they do this, the method through which they do this is pleasure. Line fours are are here to express heart and they do this through feelings. Line fives are here to express wisdom and they do that through solutions. And line sixes are here to express their vision and they do that through education. So really fascinating sphere. And the question I ask in this little post that I reference that I'm that I'm working with right now that I want you to look at is do you feel fully safe to express the quality of your line? I think that's really important. So that first word. So for me, something that was really important for me to really lean into is expressing the quality of passion. Like I had to, you know, really come out as like a spiritual person, first of all, and that like about my passions essentially. And not only that, that I was like obsessed with human design and gene keys. And the, the one, when I got that breakthrough was when I was launching the compendium for the first time. And I remember using words like this is for people who are obsessed with human design and gene keys and just really owning that kind of level of passion for a certain topic. And finally we seal that whole triangle. Cause this, the challenge, the challenge, listen to me, the sequence looks like a triangle. We seal that off with the Um, pathway of service. And the idea behind that is it's this, it's like stabilizing the business. If we put an element of service into it, giving, giving time and resources and money and energy back into the system and not just take, 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 take. We have to, it's more like you're plugging into a continuous stream of recirculation of time, money, resources, energy, et cetera. And service is that plug it back in type of, type of energy, which is fun. And then finally, kind of mystically in the center is the sphere of pearl. It's really held there by these three. They're called quantum pathways. And it's really in the center of that money vortex. And it's a contemplation. That what the sphere really stands for is this contemplation on the simplicity that truly is prosperity, which is just living from an open heart. You know, that's the, that is simplicity. If you hear, if you ever hear Richard Rudd talk about, you know, the gene keys and talk about his life. He talks so much about how he's an ordinary guy and this work came out of an ordinary life. And if he could create a 65th gene key, it would have the city of ordinariness, you know? Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's fun to hear him talk about that kind of stuff. And it's, it really just shows what kind of, you know, what really came out of his design, like what kind of work really came out of him. Um, but I love that it grounds it back into simplicity. And if you, you know, know any of the systems that make up human design and gene keys, like or that make up gene keys, one of those being human design, we're also looking at the I Ching, we're also looking at astrology, we're also looking at the Kabbalah. Um, I can't speak for all of those systems, but I know, you know, the I Ching and human design in particular really focus on just the body, and living, and just being here, and just being is prosperity, and living is prosperity. And I I think it's really exemplified well here in the sphere of pearl. It's also the harvest after, you know, after you've done all that hard work of going through activating your genius, and, you know, claiming your four prime gifts, and then working through the Venus sequence, and healing all that kind of stuff, you get this like beautiful little harvest. And the harvest tends to be a space of silence and simplicity and yeah the human design placement is your conscious Jupiter so this is your natal Jupiter so for me it's my Scorpio Jupiter it's actually the same gate as my vocation 44 and the line keynotes are going to tell you about your version of prosperity the your like your most natural relationship to money and that is so practical I feel like the the keynote of the key itself like for me 44 like like that keynote tends to be a little more elusive for folks but then the line tends to be really practical which i really like so for line ones again look at the line of your conscious jupiter for line ones that line is simplicity money for you is about simplicity line twos money for you is about recognition line threes money for you is about celebration celebrating everything life has to offer line four is like me charity is our uh, version of prosperity i'll speak more about that in a second Line fives, it's power. And line six is it's nature. And there's, again, nature can seem like a complicated one. There's more to, to be said about that that makes it more simple. But I'll just speak about charity really quick since I'm on this kick of speaking about myself in my own pearl sequence today. Um, I don't resonate with the word charity in terms of like, I need to be, you know, starting an NGO and whatever. I think that's really out of alignment with my line six, my innovation or innovation. I... I thought I was actually really clear to speak today. So it's funny how much I've stumbled on my words, but my innocence motivation, that's, I made innovation. I made that into one word, innocence motivation. I find that, you know, speaking, you know, creating change in the world really puts me in is exactly like textbook, what puts me in my incorrect motivation, which is desire motivation. And if you don't know what that means, that's a human design like uh, variable thing um, that can get pretty in depth and I can speak about it. And other moments I've actually, I actually have a whole podcast actually, whenever I was interviewed on my Innocence Motivation on Eating Carpenter's podcast, which I will link in the show notes below. But yeah, spe- like trying to change the world, trying to do charity work, like that really screws me up. But the line for charity for me and this is reflected in the source teachings as well it's about how much I want to give like if you are in my close circle this is you know so much of my energy is like tribal but if you're in my close circle if you come over to my house it's like I'm gonna feed you I'm gonna gift you stuff I'm gonna like I want to treat you I want to treat you out to dinner I want to like take you on a trip with me like I it's like I want to just get like for me (laughs) <laughs> I actually, uh, I've been saying this about the pearl recently. The pearl lines tell you about how you ball, you know, how, what's the way that you fucking ball out. And the way that I want to ball and the way that I ball out is I want to just like pay for a random stranger's tuition. Like I want to like take everybody on a surprise vacation. Like that to me feels so, um, abundant, you know, and that is that line for charity vibes. And I attract a lot of line four charities in my life. Richard Rudd is also a line for charity, which is fun. Um, But yeah, how do you ball? That's the question. (laughs) Is it simplicity? Is it celebration? Is it power? What is it? Um, Let me know. Look at your conscious Jupiter line and tell me below. But yes, that is the Pearl Sequence. A quick little overview podcast episode. I've spoken about it a lot at length. If you ever want to hear me do these types of readings, I have a whole reading library called the Astrodex, which is just a, a library of All the a ton, like dozens and dozens of readings that I've done for people on all their different sequences. If you want to hear me interpret this stuff for people, if you want to get it interpreted for yourself, send me a DM um, and we'll see if I have my books open. They might be open, they might not be, depending on when you are listening to this. And I hope you enjoy that. Let me know if you have any questions. Go comment on the post that I linked below and we'll chat further in other podcast episodes. My next episode is an episode I actually recorded a few weeks ago with the wonderful Rachel Lieberman, who runs the Pure Generators account. I got to interview her, and it was an awesome conversation, and I'm excited to release that. You'll get that following this episode, so go listen to that. I'll probably release them both at the same time. And that's it, my friends. All right, we'll hang out next time. Talk to you later. All right, my friend, thanks for joining me on another ride aboard the Shortcuts to Mastery spaceship. You can get started on your human design and Jinky's journey with me today for free by going to MariaHenning.com slash chart, which is linked below. If you're a visuals lover, as well as an audiophile, then definitely join the party over on Instagram at by Maria Henning for lots of fun and beautiful educational content. And to tag me in the stories with the episodes you listen to so I can repost you. And of course, if you're here, you know it totally rocks for podcasts to receive great ratings. So if you're feeling warm and fuzzy and want to share, I'd be eternally grateful. I can't wait to connect again. Thanks for being here. And until next time, here's to everything going easier, better and faster than expected.